take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate, a dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. All right. So thank you, everyone, for joining us on another episode of Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on a relationship, but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of. With the partner they fell in love with. So today is a very special weekly webinar, Mm -hmm. right? And uh, we are doing this in conjunction with a special episode that is going to go out um, on our podcast. And our, it's we're combining it with our Tuesday night call, which the people who are joining us, welcome, and you get to do this live with us. It's a really special time. Today is December 29th. Happens to be a full moon that happens tonight at 1028 Central Time. And it's also wow. snowing out. Yeah, here in Chicago and yeah. uh, up here in Lake County. I think we got about two and a half, three inches so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is really cool because, you know, all of December there hasn't been any snow. Right. So now this is our first real snowfall. Um, we are also... I have to say, Dr. Ray and Jean, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, sure. I do have to say, uh, over here, we're having a little trouble hearing you. Oh, and no. I'm not sure if maybe you could get us a little closer, just because I hear a lot of sort of background noise. And um, some of our participants say it's a little soft. How about this? Does that is that That's better? Better. Yeah. Oh yeah, there we go. There's a, just twist a little knob, and then all of a sudden, there's some volume. <laughs> little adjustment goes a long way. A little adjustment goes a long way. So yeah, and this is also our first setup. You know, we have multiple things going yep. on here, right? And Facebook Live is is going on right now. Hopefully, this is a new software that we tried to. So, but we are talking today about rituals, right? Right, right. So interestingly, last year at this time, actually was on December 24th, Angie had asked us a question like, what do you think is going to you know, come of the next year? And I believe I said, unbelievable. And she wrote it down and put it in a box and we opened it up a couple days ago. <laughs> and it was unbelievable. Yeah, it unbelievable has been year. very unbelievable this year, yes. So if we talk about rituals and why we do rituals, as human beings, we need those definitions of beginnings and ends and transitions and things like that. And so, you know, if you think about the life of a fox, they get up every day, they eat or they get eaten. They don't know if it's Monday or Saturday or Tuesday. They probably are paying attention to the seasons, though, the bigger things. And so prior to the lockdown, we had a thing like called a work week. Monday through Friday, and we had something called TGIF. Thank God it's Friday, and it would mark the weekend. And now people are walking out of their rooms where they're working into their families, where they're parenting, and there's all those lines have gotten really blurry, all those rituals, the driving home from work, the shutting down. 
of work and the opening up of family life or personal time. And it leaves us all very discombobulated. I think you could still have TGIT. Thank God it's Tuesday. (laughs) Well, we certainly do. Right. (laughs) So, you know, whether we're aware of it or not, we know that the sun or the earth spins on its axis and that takes a day. And during that day, that energy will shift to different parts of your body to heal your body. It'll go through a whole system of, you know, sending oxygen to your liver and then sending it to your stomach and sending it to your, uh, the whole, you know. Your whole system. Your whole system, whether you're aware of it or not. And, you know, for men, they have a lot more testosterone in the morning than at night. We're not so aware of what happens in a day, but there's a lot of stuff happening at a micro level every day. And you probably are aware of the bigger stuff like getting tired at night or um, waking up in the morning. And so that's the daily cycle. And then we have our weekly cycle. That's a little bit more arbitrary. We kind of made that up a little bit. But then that goes into our seasons and our years and our decades and all sorts of things that are constantly changing us. And so we mark things in order to help make those shifts or those transitions. So we're getting to the end of 2020. I think we can all say yay for that. We're all looking forward to that. (laughs) So, you know, if we think about this year being unbelievable, Mm -hmm. I think there was just as much like a pendulum swing on one side of how uh, upsetting difficulty difficulties change that happen. And on the other side, the positive impacts or the seeds of that pain to bring growth and change. You know, I I was talking with uh, one of our staff today and, you know, he doesn't really believe in uh, New Year's resolutions, Mm -hmm. right? He was talking about that and and I was trying to figure out why, you know, he had that belief and he was um, kind of functioning under the stereotype of New Year's resolutions being like, I'm going to lose 20 pounds, you know, I'm going to work out three times a week. And so it's like this very finite, tangible goals that people set that most of the time they don't actually follow through with, right? And, you know, what I was talking to him about is that, you know, at the end of the year, we usually have this type of a ritual, right? Mm -hmm. We have this closing out of 2020 and welcoming the opportunities of 2021, right? Just the new year coming in. And what are the opportunities that this new year is going to bring? And, you know, when we look at resolutions, we really look at, you know, the past year, what what have I done? Where have I been? And then looking into the new year, it's who do I want to become, right? What do I want to create? And, and it's not necessarily like I, I need to make a certain dollar amount by March or Q1 or Q2, right? But it's really more about like who you are as a person and where your your growth is. And we, as human beings, we need these marker points in our life. We, we have marker points, our birthday, we have marker points, you know, Father's Day, Mother's Day. The end of the school year. The end of the school year. And these points are not necessarily that all the rest of the year is irrelevant, mm-hmm. right? It's that we need those reminders. Right. It's like report card time, you know, you need to sort of evaluate, how you doing? And do you need to make any course corrections? And, you know, there's one thing that human beings do that nothing else on this planet does, and nobody teaches us how to do that. We can do it when we're two years old. We can do it when we're 80 years old. Nobody teaches it. We just do it. And that thing is... 
we create. We create. And the power of that is that in our minds, and if you want more information on this, listen to Joe Dispenzia, Rewire Your Brain. Um, in our minds, when we make a change or do something new, our neurons fire and wire together differently. So we're constantly capable of adapting and changing and becoming something. But what most of us tend to do is lean on the side of certainty, which means you probably get out of bed at the same time every day on the same side of the bed, go through your same morning routine. Well, now, you know, because of 2020, you're probably not driving to work or doing some of the things that you were doing in 2019. So there was a change that was uh, put upon us, which is always a little unsettling. So what we're talking about doing today is consciously joining in that creative process so that we can have an impact on what our life looks like in 2021. Right. Because, you know, when you are setting a point as a dist as a, a destination that mm -hmm. you're going to go to, you need two points. You need the point that you're at, the point you're going to. In order to actually calculate that route and how to get there, that is what you want to be focusing on. And so, right. you know, the, part of this ritual is looking towards that that future point. You know, what is it that I want to create? Who do I want to become, you know, at that future point? You know, and the the point of this is not so much that, you know, you can have a wish list and all your wishes are going to come true. It's much more about becoming as a human being and joining in that creative process. And so we were part of that process in 2020, regardless of if we chose it or not. The whole entire world was part of this process. And so when we do that, it changes us. And we can, because we have free will, because we have a mind that can think and create, and if you've been around any family members or friends, you know everyone's dealing with this a little bit different. That's that creative process of our mind. And so this is about looking at how would you like to react differently? Because we have very little control over what happens to us, but we have 100% control over how we respond to what's happened to us. And so that's what we want to kind of go through today is let's get really conscious about that. So hopefully everyone has some paper and pen. Right, right. Um, if you don't have any paper and pen, just kind of grab some real quick. Um, it's going to be part of the the ritual that we're going to go through. And I know some of you like to, you know, turn us off when we're going to start to meditate and just hang in there with us today. These are just going to be closing your eyes, really brief, going inward, sort of doing that in, internal inventory. What are you talking about? Everyone loves meditating. <laughs> yeah. So hang in there with us tonight. So if you could just actually put everything to the side right now and get in a comfortable position with your spine straight, and just allow your eyes to close. And I want you to think back through the year of 2020. And I want you to think about all the points of the year that were challenging, painful, You might have experienced loss or heard of others' loss. Where your routine got upset, where the people around you changed because of what we were going through. Just spend a moment and think about all the things 
that were changed or taken away from you that were painful this year. And then when you're ready, open your eyes and just write down on a piece of paper all of those things, all the pain points, all the things that you didn't like. And as you're writing, I'm just going to talk for a minute about why it's so important to give attention to the things that are painful. Pain is a seed. It is a seed that evokes a growth process. And a lot of times we like to avoid pain. We like to not focus on it. We like to just push it away. But it's a really important and persistent part of life. We can't have growth without pain, you know, and it is part of the process of learning and becoming stronger, becoming what we are supposed to become. So it really is an opportunity. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, you know, validating the pain, allowing yourself to say, hey, I bumped into something uncomfortable it gives you the power to then use that energy in a really wonderful way to help you become. It is the precursor of this creative process that we're talking about. And so certainly if you're walking down the street and you step on something and twist your ankle and you feel pain, you're instantly changing your life in that moment. You're going to sit down, you're going to stop, you're going to evaluate the situation. You're not just going to be kind of mindless in your movement. So really honor the pain, honor the discomfort, honor the change. And then when you're ready, just turn that piece of paper over and allow yourself to settle again. If you're holding anything, just put it down, get into a comfortable position with your spine straight and gently close your eyes. And focus on your breath. And allow yourself to contemplate what opportunities came your way, whether they were welcome or not, during the past year. Who did you become? How did it change you? You might have to think a little deeper or feel a little deeper to search for some gratitude. Maybe you're grateful you don't have a stressful commute. Or that the holidays were a little less busy. Maybe you had more opportunity for some self-focus. Whatever those things are, allow yourself to reach for what was the opportunity? Where did I have to make a change? And it made me stronger, more resilient. And allow yourself to find gratitude for the lessons that came your way. And when you're ready, 
open your eyes. And on the back side of the piece of paper where you wrote the painful parts, write what you're grateful for, for 2020. Gratitude allows us to interact in a universal way that says, this is what I want more of. This is what I like. It, it, it gives an opportunity for us to uh, get in alignment with a frequency of the path of our highest potential. I think it also instantly connects us with the moment. Mm-hmm. And being present, right? Being able to take a look at the here and now and what you are actually grateful for, right? And the people in your lives, the the opportunities that are in front of you, and who you are and what you've created. And it and it also it it helps you not focus on the negativity. Mm-hmm. It instantly changes your chemistry in your brain. And that feedback system that we're always talking about, that when you start uh, thinking about what you're grateful for, you release more endorphins, you feel safer and calmer in the world, you feel more connected to other people. Gratitude is the way that we open up our hearts. And it allows more in. And when we're angry, when we're in pain, when we're resentful, it it shuts that down. And so sometimes it's very difficult to reach for gratitude, but it really shouldn't be so hard, right? Um, most people have a roof over their head. Yeah, I, I would say that it is something that you have to practice. Mm-hmm. It's not something that comes easy. It shouldn't be that hard, right? But it is something that doesn't come easy. Yeah, I think the pain comes more automatic. The reaction to the pain is much more automatic than pushing through and finding the gratefulness for difficult things. It's very easy to find things Mm -hmm. to be negative about or to focus on that's negative. So I guess we could say that gratitude, if pain is a seed, then gratitude is watering the seed. Mm, I like that. And and I think we talked about this last week or maybe in in one of the classes that I taught, that the, the more that seed grows, the less painful it becomes. Yeah. And so what we're really talking about is a process, just like, you know, the earth spins on its axis and it spins around the sun and the moon spins around the earth. We are all part of all of these cycles. And within ourselves, if we're not aware of it, it sort of feels like we're in the middle of the ocean waves are just crashing us and tossing us around. And when we sort of sit in the center of it, we can see much more of a pattern and a purpose to the chaos of our lives. I, I like seeing it as kind of a regrouping, mm-hmm. you know, process. And, you know, you, you look at sports teams, you look at the corporate world, you know, medical field, there's always this coming together, right? This coming together and regrouping and really getting grounded as to, you know, where are we at? What kind of mistakes are we making here? What can we change to improve, to become better? And it is really important to be able to do that, you know, to take an inventory of where you're at so that you can improve and keep moving forward. Because that's, that's the goal of every, you know, human being is mm-hmm. to improve, right. you know, upon themselves. 
And when you put energy towards that, you create it. You know, there's um, a lot of research done with like Olympic athletes who in their mind, they, they rehearse going through their, their event, whatever their event is. And if they have one of those electrodes hooked up to their muscles, those electrodes? Yeah. Yeah. The EMG. Yep. They can actually see that the muscles are firing in the order that they would actually fire in while they're doing their event. And so that practice gives you a cellular memory so that when things happen, you can respond instantly. Just like when you first started driving, you couldn't do that, but now you can. So when you're done writing some of your gratitude down, go ahead and put that piece of paper off to the side and put your things down and get in a comfortable position again. And just gently close your eyes. And I want you to imagine a vast field in front of you, an empty field. And you can put whatever you would like in that field. And think about the coming year in that way. In 2021, how would you like to feel? Who would you like to meet? What would you like to grow? And the only way to think about this incorrectly is to not think big enough. And go ahead and even dream things that you know you're not even capable of doing. And just have an awesome wish list. Like tap into your five-year-old self that was able to just dream and create and get so excited. Don't be practical. Don't even worry about finances. Don't worry about the condition of the world. Just really imagine yourself having like this magic wand and all things that are available to you can come to you this year. Think about things related to your physical body. Things you want to learn. Expanding your mind. How you want to feel, the resilience, the discipline, and what you really want to become. Just really give yourself a moment to dream. And if you find yourself struggling, once again, just give yourself permission. There's absolutely no harm in wishing and dreaming and hoping. Wherever you feel that hesitation, just allow that to open up a little bit more. And when you're ready, grab a second sheet of paper and write down all the things that you want your life to create. It's really amazing to step into this place. It takes a level of self-esteem and a level of holding yourself accountable to really let yourself wish and dream and hope. 
And go ahead and write down as many things as you can think about. You know, at one point there was a person, or maybe a few people, that had a dream of walking on the moon. And I'm sure everyone thought that they were crazy. Not so much anymore. You know, now that we've mastered that, and that's what it feels like when we hope and when we dream. It feels impossible, and it feels uncertain, and so other people get fearful of that, and they push back. But the people who actually create something are people who stay centered, regardless of what's going on around them, and allow themselves to really step into their greatness. You know, in 2016, I set a goal to walk a 1,000 miles. And the first day that I started walking, I walked one mile, and it was very painful. And I was not the person who could hike the John Muir Trail, which was a 200-mile hike, carrying what you can on your back and staying out in the wilderness for 20 days. But I practiced for 500 miles before we got to that hike, and we did it. And so I wasn't the person that could, I couldn't do that dream when I dreamed it, but I became the person who could. And that's how big you should dream. You should dream so big that it's something you're not capable of doing. And then you can become the person that is capable of doing that, which is really amazing. And so now what I want you to think about is that, you know, tonight at 10.28 is the full moon. And if you're listening to this at a different time, just go ahead and... Um, Go through this ritual either way. And take the piece of paper that has the painful parts of 2020 and what you're grateful for of 2020 and find a way to release that. Find a way to let go. So if you haven't already, go ahead and write down on a fresh sheet of paper your wishes for 2021 and allow, don't censor your dreams, just allow yourself to write down as many things that you would love to create in 2021. And once you do that, you might surprise yourself. The act of writing something down, it accesses a different part of who we are. And so it's much more impactful and powerful. And if you're you know, trying to take notes on a cell phone or something, make sure later on you go grab some paper and actually write it out because then you're bringing something into the physical world. When it's on a, uh, an electronic device, it's still in the ethers. It isn't physical yet. Oh, and, and it gets buried too. Yeah. I mean, my suggestion would be write it on a piece of paper, put it in an envelope, seal it up, and put it away for, for next well, year. We'll get there. Oh, okay. We're going through. I'm jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. A couple gun. steps yeah. ahead here. So, yeah, make sure you get it into physical form, yeah. you know, by writing it on a piece of paper. And then, you know, tonight at 1028, which is like an hour and a half an hour or so, a little bit longer, um, go outside. Go outside. That is when the moon is full. And the energy of the moon, it waxes and it wanes. So it waxes means it gets bigger and bigger and bigger till it reaches the full moon. And then it starts instantly getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And so the way you use that energy, if you're trying to uh, grow or bring something into your life, you want to do this ritual around the new moon up until the full moon 
but we're talking about letting go here. So we're going to use the full moon to take that energy from 2020, the list that you made of being in pain, the list of gratitude for what you've been through and the growth process that has begun and find a way to get rid of that. So you can burn it, you can rip it up, you can, I don't know, make a paper airplane and fly it away. Maybe it'll disintegrate in the snow, not sure. So find some way to let go, to release that. And when you do that in a physical way, it changes something. And that's what rituals do. Rituals allow something that is esoteric and non-tangible to come into form where we can actually manipulate them in a different way. So find a way to get rid of that, to get rid of that piece of paper. Yeah, we used to have uh, an assignment we gave our clients that they would bring in rocks and each rock mm-hmm. would represent a resentment, you know, or something that they want to change about themselves. And so the whole process of letting that rock go was a physical manifestation mm-hmm. of releasing that from their lives, right? And so when you are writing something down, you're physically transforming this thing floating around in your head, putting it on paper, and then this symbolic and literal burning or letting go of that tangible object, it, it's its cathartic. <laughs> I remember the first time that I, I led a group in doing that, and this one guy, he was so resistive. I don't want to get a rock. I don't want to do this. And everyone else has like backpacks of rocks and bags of rocks. <laughs> and, and then at the end of the week, we went to a lake, and we started doing the release, and he was like, oh, I ripped myself off. <laughs> I don't have anything to let go of because I didn't, I didn't participate. And it, it does sound weird sometimes to do rituals. And they're much more um, experiential than they are intellectual or logical. And so that idea of throwing, and you could throw snowballs even, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. You know, this snowball represents that, you know, losing my job or someone being sick or something, just throw it. You know, it's a wonderfully cathartic feeling. And then if you have something like a crystal, um, something that you can put in the full moon and use the energy of the full moon to charge it. And so if it is a crystal or something else that, you know, it's just something that you want to find that has meaning for you. It might be a statue of something. It might be, I don't know, some, some item though that is meaningful to you. And take that energy. If it's safe, put it outside. If it can sustain the weather a little bit. If it's not, put it in a window and allow it to charge with that full moon energy. And then you can take your letter and put it in Mm -hmm. an envelope. And put it away for next year. Put it away somewhere and then take that item that's going to sit out overnight and put it on top of it. And just allow it to sit and preferably in a place you'll see it every now and then. And don't open it. Just let it be there and let the energy of that uh, work all on its own without you. And you might even forget about it completely, which is fabulous. Because I can guarantee you this, when you find it and you open it again, mm-hmm. it is like, it's like sending a letter to your old self. And it's a really powerful way to communicate through space and time. You know, this is something you can definitely do on your own. Mm-hmm. But if you have a partner and your partner joins you in this, it is twice as powerful. Absolutely. You know, when two people dream together, it's it's exponential in the ways that they can actually create something. 
And we kind of talked about that last time, right? About accountability. Right. And how we can hold each other and stay focused on our dream when one of us sort of gets off mm-hmm. off path or out of focus, I would say. So if you missed any parts of this, we did continue recording and it will be on the podcast that we're going to air. Uh, probably New Year's Eve. Yeah. Okay. New Year's Eve. That's tomorrow night. We just decided right now. <laughs> <laughs> that is Thursday night. There, yes, Thursday night. So 1 a.m. in the morning on Thursday. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So tomorrow night, Thursday morning. And so you can listen to and go through this ritual again, especially if your partner's not with you and you would like them to be part of the process. Uh, feel free to share this with anyone who would like to go through this ritual. We've been doing this ritual for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of things that when we've worked with someone for long periods of time, we see them come back to say that was really impactful. And it's usually this kind of stuff, like the transformations group that we do or some of this internal work that seems to have a greater impact even than the uncovering of things consciously. So I, I just want to you know put this out there. It may seem like a lot of work to kind of go through and do all these things, right? And it might seem simpler just to kind of mentally think about it, right? I am mentally going to let go of everything from 2020. I'm mentally going to focus on what I'm going to create in 2021. It, it's that's all well and good, you know, to put that that intellectual, you know, energy towards it. But that physical manifestation, the act of actually doing something, putting energy towards it, it makes all the difference. And Absolutely. when we are trying to create something, you know, we need, first of all, the mental focus on it. We need the emotional focus on it. And we need the action towards it. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have all three of those components, we will not create it. It's sort of like if you read a book about how to ride a bike, does not mean you know how to ride a bike. You have the intellectual exercise of that but not the experience. And if you want to take this to another level, which of course we love to take things to another level, it's just what we like to do. Um, read your list out loud before you throw your snowball or burn it and read it out loud to another person. And you will feel the vulnerability of that. And the it's, it's a very exposing feeling. And it's like stepping into a moment of truth in a really big way. And so I'd highly recommend that, you know, if you do have the opportunity, even if you're, you know, home alone, if you have a friend you could call to say, hey, I'm going to do this. Can you just be my witness for a second? There's something about witnessing as human beings that um, all like big ceremonies require that, right? If you're going to get married, if you're going to have a baby, even if you die, somebody has to say this happened. Right. You know, there's a witness a to that. recording, yeah. Yep. And and that amplifies the, the process as well. So, so you know what? Mm-hmm. This is a great time to ask one of the questions that we got. You two mentioned about waiting for your partner to do this ritual with them. But the question is, what if your partner isn't willing to go through with this? That That's absolutely okay. Mm-hmm. You know, if your partner doesn't want to join you in that, I mean, it's a different story if they're actually unsupportive, right? But that's that's a different topic here. But if they're not willing, that that's okay. That it's still something that you could do for yourself, you know, in in setting forth the intentions of manifesting, 
you know, in the next year and also letting go. And, you know, I would say that in our relationship, that was certainly the case. You were much more resistive at times to this kind of stuff. And it didn't stop me from having my own desires to learn and practice these kind of things and whether you were with me or not. And it was more difficult when you did not join me. But I think necessary, maybe that was part of my own journey that I had to own this and step into it until you were ready. And, you know, we have to say that people grow at their own rates, Mm -hmm. right? And so there are times that maybe you're going to be focused on some personal growth that your partner is not going to be focused on. And, you know, in, in working with couples for God knows how long now, we know that couples grow in a leapfrog, you know, formation. Mm-hmm. One person grows and then the other person kind of grows and, you know, kind of jumps over the other person. And so in that way, the relationship grows together. But very rarely do couples grow at the same pace at the same time. And it will impact your relationship if you shift because a relationship is like a dance. And if you change your step, your partner has to change their step as well. And so it will pull on that. And so you can always invite them, but don't feel, uh, don't, don't turn on yourself and let yourself off the hook and not do it because they choose not to. And don't make them do it. Anyone that's forced into doing this kind of stuff, it really doesn't work. There's a saying in yoga that says it's a sin to teach someone who's not ready to learn. And so it honor them as a human being and, and their place where they are, but honor yourself as well. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question because, you know, in my experience, a lot of times the guys might be a little bit more what? resistive at times, at times. Sometimes it goes the other way. Yeah. And I love their answer. And I know that you're going to start wrapping up soon. But could you just tell us again, what did you say with the crystal or another object? What are we supposed to do once we have that? So you want to, if it's safe to take it outside, if it can sustain, you know, the elements, especially in Chicago, we're getting some snow. So like a crystal, go put it out in the, in the uh, outdoors where it can be exposed to the energy of the full moon. And what that does is it charges it. So it takes the ions and the things going on, especially when it snows or rains, when there's precipitation, that's like a big cleansing and you can always feel that. It feels wonderful outside after a rain or a snow. And so what you're doing is you're clearing it. You're allowing the energy that doesn't belong to what's to come to let go. So you can even have a little prayer that you say over it and ask that anything that is not contributing to your highest good can go away and that um, that you want it to hold a position for its highest good. Just one little science behind that is that crystals are very stable. They're very stable at different temperatures and they are used in your cell phone, in your TV, in spaceships, in watches, in most things electronic because they are the thing that actually is the memory storage of all things ether. And that's the way you're using it. You're just using it at, 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 in a real primal way than a computer would use it or a cell phone would use it. So, you know, if you sort of have this mental image of what you will be like as you're manifesting 2021, and you almost like see that sitting inside of that crystal. If it's a different object, something that's meaningful to you, a statue or 
maybe an, an object of someone who's passed and it, it's not safe to put it outside, put it in a window. And then tomorrow, the next morning, or if you're not getting to this until a couple of days down the road, that's absolutely okay to just get it outside for, you know, overnight and then, or in the window and then bring it in and take your, your paper of what you wrote down for your, what you'd like your life to create, put it in an envelope, put this object on top of it, and just put it somewhere in your house where you may or may not bump into it over the next year. And then a year from now, go and open it. And make sure you seal it shut so you're not mm -hmm. tempted to open it. And in the case of our daughter-in-law, Angie, she just wrote on there, do not open until... December 24th. December 24, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I put some duct tape around it. Yes, too. you did. Yes. <laughs> and we forgot about it. I don't even know how you found it. Was it packed with the Christmas stuff? I didn't even find it. Oh. No, Dean Someone found it. Did. It was sitting on my desk in the den, buried. Oh, wow. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Funny how it just showed up. Right, right at time in the in the right time. Yes, that's how this stuff kind of works. So you know, have an open mind, have an open heart. Go through this, even with some humor, and you know, allow this kind of stuff, this way of of being in ritual to sort of unfold, and it focuses your energy. And you know, it's so easy for us to get really concrete and very logical, and this stuff isn't that way. But whenever you talk to someone about it, it seems so magical. <laughs> And someone's like, oh, I got goosebumps about that one. Just trust a little bit. I, I think this year, letting go of this year and looking forward to 2021 is definitely magical. And I think mm -hmm. everyone can agree, you know, that it feels very different than any other New Year's. Yeah. And I think Facebook is still going. So if it is, you'll get the recording tonight uh, to I'm, our Facebook page. I'm not sure. I mean, we have an audio <laughs> recording going. Again, apologize. It looks like our internet, maybe because of the snowstorm here, it has Who just knows? completely done. Um, Sometimes when you do this work, the <laughs> the ethers think it's funny, too. You mean the crystals in the computer, they don't work? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much for joining us today. Ange, was there anything else? No, there is not. But I think that um, if I could say anything to anyone who feels not super comfortable doing this ritual, well, I'd say you might be uncomfortable because you're not used to doing ceremonies or rituals. And they've, you know, they're, they're not a huge part of our life. Some people do practice them. But I think it is lovely, like you all said, especially with all of us going through this year together why not do something sort of special to end it? I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I would say that, you know, we all do different rituals, you know, in many different ways. Whether we're aware of it or not. Right. You know, yeah. some people have a ritual every morning. Or we routine, call them habits. Routine. But or they something. started somewhere. Right. Yeah. Right. Or, you know, just celebrating your birthday every year or... You know, you whatever holidays. it is, yeah. holidays, family gatherings. Yeah. So we want to thank you so much for joining us today on Couple Synergy and Couple Synergy commun uh, Connections uh, community. Yeah. 
Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast and community gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening and for those of you watching, please subscribe to our podcast and please join Connections community. And please leave us a review. Uh, If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as the Couples Weekend Intensive, which is coming up in April, that's April 15th to the 18th, Mm -hmm. 2021, Um, our online community called Connections, uh, or our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez. Thank you.